So we are about to move to our first guest of the day. I'm so happy that she was able to get here. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, and we're talking about World Diabetes Day, which is today. And I'm joined in the studio by Melissa Brewster, who's a board member of Youth Diabetes Action. Melissa, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me, Karen. And thank you for coming in. I know it was quite a commute. <laughs> It's a little crazy. Yeah. I come to uh, to Cullen regularly, but this was um, interesting, yes, to say the least. Yes, it's quite different from your normal sort of travel. For sure, for sure. Let me tell listeners that we're also on Facebook Live. So if you go to my Facebook page, Karen, on RTHK Radio 3, you can see as well as hear Melissa there. So, Melissa, you're a board member of Youth Diabetes Action, but you also have children with diabetes, right? I do. So tell us about that story and your journey. Sure. So I have... I have three daughters and my two younger ones have type 1 diabetes. So Gia has had diabetes for six years. She was diagnosed when she was 16 months. And Gracie has had diabetes for four years and she was diagnosed just before she turned two. So um, my husband and I, his name is Simon, it's a, um, and for any um, family living with diabetes, it's a full-time job and it's around the clock. So it's checking. and I sound crazy, but it's checking two hours before they eat, two hours after they eat. Um, we check them at midnight, we check them at 3 a.m. Um, I check to make sure they're breathing throughout the night. It's um, it's it's, uh, it's pretty it, intense. It's a little intense. And um, yeah, so they, you know, they're basically Gia, when she was diagnosed, she was typical textbook signs of, um, of diabetes, of she was losing weight, um, frequent urination, excessive thirst. Um, and at, you know, 16 months, I was like, what is going on yeah this is not normal totally especially when she started losing weight she was that that chubby baby and it was like hmm something's not right here so she um you know we she was misdiagnosed which is um which was really sad that was um that was hard Mm. um basically doctors are looking at you like crazy and i was pregnant with gracie at the time as well halfway through my pregnancy and you know i was like okay i've had enough like simon you take her and um Sure enough, at the end of the week, it was like it was February 1st and she was they came back after doing whatever amount of tests they did. And they're like, she has diabetes. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And before you had kids and your kids were diagnosed, did you did you know anything about diabetes? Did you have any um, history in your family or any prior mm. knowledge? No. And I mean, I always thought diabetes was something that I mean, I did. And I take that back. There was a girl that I went to school with in elementary school and she had type one diabetes. And it was like that. Um, and that's all I could think of. I remember when they were diagnosed, her name was Laura, and she always had to go to the nurse's office. She had to go to the nurse's office for, you know, obviously now I know, to get her finger pricked and for insulin. Um, and I'm sure it was very different than it is now with the with the insulin pens that they use. And she had to have a snack, so it was very, and I was, that's all I could think about. I was like, oh my gosh, she had to go to the office for a snack all the time. And it was not, not weird, but it was like just, it was very involved. Yeah, and, and it really impacted her daily life. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And so can you explain to us, you know, what are the different types of diabetes and what are the differences between them? Right. So the three common ones that you hear about are um, type 1 diabetes, type 2, and gestational diabetes. So type 1 is um, happens more in children. It's used, it's usually called juvenile diabetes, but it can happen at any age. And that's, um, that's an autoimmune disease. So that's something where um, the pancreas stops producing the amount of insulin that it needs to produce or so it's like little to none insulin and it's really the pancreas um the beta cells inside the pancreas that produce insulin which is a hormone um are attacked the body attacks them so they stop working and then you need insulin to process your food 
daily. Type 2 is more of a lifestyle, so you usually hear about that in people who are aging. Um, It's a lifestyle thing, so it's more eating, exercise. It's something that with most, it's reversible um, like with the health diet adopt- and exercise. Totally, yeah. Mm. So a healthy lifestyle, and then gestational diabetes happens during pregnancy. So, and that's something that goes away after the baby is born. It's yeah. just the body needs to produce a bit more insulin than it, than okay. it is. Okay. Mm. So then, type two and gestational are, I guess, reversible or they can go away. But type one is right. not, right? It's not, and there's no cure, and there's no cure at the moment for it. Is is there work on a cure? Is it possible? there is, and and we hear. Um, I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the means, but um, we do feel that they'll that we will see a cure like in our lifetime, which is which gives me a lot of hope. So, I, there. I mean, it's it's something that's researched in different parts of the world quite extensively. Now, in Hong Kong, how common is type one diabetes? Well, what we know of, of children being diagnosed, um, there are seven cases reported each month. This is in the, this is just reported. So three are type one, so that's insulin dependent. And then type two, and so this is under 18 years old, is on the rise. So there's four diagnosed with type two diabetes each month, mm, which so is a lot. It, yeah, it's that's not lot. that uncommon, right? And, yeah, exactly. And it's not just, you know, the the myth that it's just a Western disease. It's not a Western disease. It, it does not discriminate, that's for sure. And for type one diabetes, um, is it hereditary? Do, you, do, do doctors know what causes it? Well, they do believe there is some genetic link um, between, you know, type one and type two. So, um, yeah, there is a genetic link. You just wonder, where is it? Right. <laughs> Which side of the family does it come from? You know, then not going too deep into it, then autoimmune diseases. There can be, you know, can a, an autoimmune disease can attack different parts of the body, many parts of the body. So um, just just happened to be diabetes times two in our family. Yeah, that, that must have been quite... Sh- was it shocking to have the second <laughs> daughter diagnosed as well? I think I think that nearly broke me, actually. I was, you know, we were really strong. After, I mean, I think I, I know I cried for three days straight when G was diagnosed, the, the um, oldest one. Um, but then when Gracie was diagnosed, she's this little thing. She's, this, she's, this, she's always been this little thing. And um, yeah, it... It was that was really hard. That was yeah. really really hard. And I mean, how did you feel? I mean, did you feel like did I do something wrong or yeah. are we living the terrible lifestyle? I, yeah, exactly. And that, especially when the when we the first diagnosis, it was like, gosh, what could I have done? You know, that's the first thing you ask is, what could I have done differently? Like, did I do something bad? And you know, she was sixteen months. So I was like, you know, I wasn't even giving her like cupcakes every day and candy. It was like, yeah. what? And you know, we and we are pretty healthy to begin with so I just thought like gosh what why what did I do why, why us, us? And, yeah. exactly yeah. I mean I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy but it was like why us so then when the second one like when Gracie's diagnosis came I just uh, I think um, I just I remember I was speechless I was completely speechless I, I'm, I'm not one to be speechless and I think my husband actually caught me as I was like falling to the floor I was just like just Oh. It just broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, it's just you. You really just wonder, like, why do we? Hit, why is it us that? I know. You know. I know. So, you do have to live with it day to day. Your girls have to live with it day to day. What What is that like? What's day to day maintenance like? So it's um it's measuring carbohydrates. So I know everything that they eat. Um, there's. Their school has a school nurse, so I know exactly what's in their lunch. So it's my husband and I. We have a, thank goodness for modern technology, we have a, a WhatsApp group set up. So we know, um, both of us know exactly what's in their lunch. We um, So when we get their blood sugar reading, and it differs every day, um, 
we know exactly how much insulin to give them. I mean, I can look at something and tell you how many carbs are in it. Uh, so it's a constant like carb counting game. And you have to factor in like activities that they have. Are they, you know, having an active recess that day? Are they, what are they doing that day? And, you know, if they're not feeling well. Right. And so it's, it's, it's constant. And then when they're young, uh, how much, how much do you tell them about um, their illness so that they can be aware, you know, if a friend says, here, I have a candy, do you want one? Mm. That they should probably say no. <laughs> it's really tough for kids. Um, but they know, I mean, they know, I mean, my, um, my middle one, so Gia, she's, I mean, she definitely rolls her eyes at me a lot. Um, and she, <laughs> you're like, seriously, mommy? But they they know and i just we've just been really open with them yeah so yes we have been very open with them they know what it is um i remember one of them one of their friends always said that they had a magic wand and i used to come in and give them fairy dust every day which was super cute when they were in preschool <laughs> i love that um but no it's just they just i'm always just like you can have what you want just please tell me and, and then i can give the right the right amount of insulin so that's that's good and you know birthday parties are a massive are challenge really yeah. marshmallows are like the worst <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but they're but yeah so we just we're just very open and it's like just just tell us what you're having and um it just it just helps yeah and in hong kong do you find that other families other parents have a level of, of awareness as well so for example if they invite your kids to mm. a birthday party they think about okay i'm not going to offer her the marshmallow or I'm not going to just leave them out on the table. Um, yeah, they do, and they are. They know that they know that they have type one diabetes, and um, unfortunately, the misconception is that people with type one diabetes cannot have any sugar, and that's so far from the truth. Like they can have anything they want. It just needs to be just need to give the right amount of insulin for it. So they're they're very very cautious. Sometimes overcautious, and I love them. I mean, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It is a very big undertaking to take on a child because it is a bit nerve-wracking to to you know worry about that. It's like if you have a party with you know ten other kids there and you're worrying about that, but it's it's okay. And I know and I I know how to like prep for it and yeah, and, that's uh, good. Give the but right the, but you know that is a misconception because I also would think that um, diabetics can't have any sugar. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably more in type two. They're the ones that need to. They would be one to probably control what they're eating and like limit sugar and and carbohydrates and but with type one and it's not saying that you should have it in excess but it's you can you manage can it. it yeah you can yeah. you can have it yeah and then what about uh, support in services in hong kong is hong kong a place where you can easily find information if you find out your child suddenly you know is diagnosed and is it easy to get the support you need well youth diabetes action was um amazing for me. Um, when I was in the hospital, I received a phone call from Joanna Hotong, who started Youth Diabetes Action in 2001. She has a daughter who's now 27, um, living with type 1 diabetes. She was diagnosed when she was 7. And at that time, there wasn't any support in Hong Kong for it. Again, it was looked at as a, you know, as a Western disease. And, um, you know, you can take care of that. You should, you should eat better. You should be healthier. And that's really that not true. It. <laughs> it's really not true. But yes, there there is an amazing support network um, in Hong Kong. And you know, I remember when I first met, and 
um, she was part of YDA, but it was actually um, my husband grew up in Hong Kong, so it was a family friend of theirs, and their daughter was diagnosed with type one. And this was like it was like dark times at the beginning, like learning everything and you know giving injections in restaurants. You're like, <laughs> what am I doing? And um, you know, it's like I actually felt like I could laugh and like talk to someone, and it was just normal. It was like right. in the, it was normal. So it's that yes, so there is there is a support system here. There's a group of parents that get together regularly, English and Chinese speaking. Um, there's a group of moms that get together um, regularly, and there's a, and I'm sure there's smaller ones that you know just get together. And depending where you live, um, there's education for it in Hong Kong, and that's what Youth Diabetes Action does: is raise awareness and educate people on what diabetes is, educate families how to take care of their how to take care of their children, you know, caretakers. It's, you know, it's, it's a village. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a super mom. And mm -hmm. I love when people say, Oh my God, you're such a super mom, everything that you do. And I'm like, I don't do anything that you wouldn't, that right. you wouldn't do you wouldn't your do yourself. And you'd, we love our children dearly. And we'd do anything for them. So I love all of you and think you guys are amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of all of you. And so it really, it's in, you know, there's, um, we have social. We have a social worker who works for Youth Diabetes Action. So there's a lot of support. There's a lot of education, and it's just constantly raising awareness. And we have amazing doctors, especially in the government system, that um, that are very supportive. They're very supportive of the charity as well, um, and they work. You know, they work very closely. They do. They conduct seminars and they do talks quite regularly and um, we have a center of excellence um, that we fundraised for and that happened um, in 2015 and that's in um, and so we have our center of excellence there and that's where kids can go parents can go we host um, you know, there's a playroom there and we host seminars there and there's a there's a cooking there's a proper kitchen there so there's cooking demonstrations that can be done and seminars on healthy eating and snacks and it's really just sharing it's mm. you know everyone just wants it's like if there's something that you find out about it that can make your life easier like please share yeah, and that's not what, sure. that's what we're doing yeah that's well that's good it's great that that support's available right so if if there are any listeners out there who um may not know if their child has diabetes or not, what, what should they be looking out for initially? So they should be looking out for usually, um, and it can happen at any age, so it's they should be tired, um, drinking a lot of water, more than normal, um, frequent urination, weight loss, like dizziness, nausea, especially if um, it's not something, you know, that's normal. Um, but just it's a simple, simple test. That's why it, I find it, it it's infuriating when it's misdiagnosed because it's a urine test or a blood test oh, that wow. takes two seconds to do. So how does it how does it get mis misdiagnosed? Because I mean, even so, when Gia was diagnosed, she was sixteen months. And they're like, she's a baby. Or what are you talking about? Like she's a baby, and and she was actually like a step away from uh, from death the next day. She wow. was she was in ketoacidosis, diabetic ketoacidosis. D DKA and she it's when her her blood was acidified um, just acidifying and her body was shutting down and it's just it's something that's so simple yeah. to diagnose and just to check and they just but it just didn't occur to the doctor no it just to test for it correct correct and yeah that was like the finally on her third doctor visit I took her to another doctor um, I took her to Adventist and they just they admitted her they admitted her for bowel obstruction um, which there was no bowel obstruction. And then, you know, three hours later, um, it's diabetes. Type, type 1 diabetes. Wow. I didn't want to be right, but 
yeah, I was right. You were right. You yeah. knew all along. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. You know, I guess a lot of things for parents, you know, moms spend so much time with their kids, you know when something's not right. Yeah, and sometimes exactly. you have a hunch. And exactly. often your intuition's right. Yeah, it was definitely right. Yeah. Okay, tell us, I know that... Um, Youth Diabetes Action is hosting some events for uh, what you call Blue November, yes, right? Exactly. Tell us about those. Yes, so we we just had a, a seminar last weekend. So we had a, a conference where the doctors talked about different different things that are happening, you know, medical advances and different things that are happening with diabetes, which is open to members um, and council members. So that was last weekend. Today, and thank you for wearing blue, Karen. Is um, <laughs> World Diabetes <laughs> Day? Nobody can see it, but I'm wearing blue. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, and so wear blue. So um, you still have time to change at home. And then on the 24th of November, we have a concert that is being hosted for Youth Diabetes Action in Wan Chai. Oh, and can anybody go to that? Anybody can go to and that. How do they get information about that? So you can go to yda.org.hk. And you can purchase tickets for yourself, your friends, your family, and you can also purchase um, tickets for our Youth Diabetes Action members so they can enjoy it as well. Okay. Well, yeah. Melissa, thanks so much for coming in today and sharing your story and also all the information about um, the support available for diabetes in Hong Kong. Thank you for having me. Thank you.